0: This show is brought to you by the Makery, the podcast network for makers.
1: All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode fourteen. No. Yeah, it should be
0: about eighteen. But let me go. Which check.
1: episode is it? No one actually yeah. knows. I lo- This is a great start. This is a great start. Um, um, my name is Chris oh, Epp from Make sure. Everything. We're here with Paul Pinto and Derek from Malden. We are somewhere in between our first episode and our 100th episode. Now, this is episode 13. What did you say, 13? I said
2: 14, but maybe okay, it was episode 13. 13. Like a veal was, was 12.
1: <laughs> All right, episode episode 13, lucky number 13. And just before we get started, uh, last episode, we decided that we would do a giveaway for our 12
2: episodes in five episodes ago we decided we would do a giveaway
1: five episodes we decided we were going to do a giveaway and we finally have done it and uh there were listen there were a lot of good comments on the handmade podcast instagram and the one that was selected as the winner was 42 dot pursuit um, I don't know. The person's name isn't on here, so I don't actually know this person's name, but <laughs> the comment was, yo, Paul, why do they call it wakeboarding? Because waterboarding didn't sound so fun. Oh, anyway, Paul. good luck in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh so 42 Pursuit. Um, I'll send you a message or something, and someone will send you a spray paint shaker. We still don't know who yet. The logistics of it are unclear, but congratulations. Wow. you have one.
0: congratulations
1: congratulations nice. anyway moving on what's going on guys i think it's been two weeks paul what have you been up to um say not much again and i'm kicking you off the show
2: well <laughs> not much no, no no i've been doing i've been actually kind of busy um i've been making a bunch of railings a ton of railing jobs all different types and measuring for a lot of new railing jobs um Stainless, some stainless, some regular steel, painted black steel. Um, one I just finished up, I had to do for a friend of mine. Um, and you saw my little beef with King Metals on Instagram.
1: I was gonna ask you, so how'd those, uh, those, those tails, those come lamb's, out? Tongues came lambs,
2: tongues, are right after I fixed them, but it was crazy. Like the thing they sent me in the beginning, it was the ugliest piece of crap i've ever seen in my life like i don't even know how someone could put that in a box and send it to me i didn't realize i guess they're they're kind of like i learned from like chris cash and everybody else that they they're like the cheap place to like buy stuff from but that was like it blew me away how ugly it was and then i posted about them. my king metal's like what is this like you got to help me out here then i i wrote thanks at King metals in writing, <laughs> and, but I was talking bad about them on my story. And then they reposted it and got rid of the audio. And so it looked like I was just them and i go, Oh yeah. Is that what you think you're going to do? And I went and ripped them the next day <laughs> and then I got a message and they're like, Oh, uh, our, our person was out of the office. And so we don't know how the audio got deleted. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Like
1: whatever.
2: That's so hysterical.
1: It's funny because I, I feel like, uh, in the residential um you know building and stuff that i've done a lot of people reference king metals and a lot of people you know like they go right to the catalog you know cause they have such yeah. a huge catalog of uh of stuff is all there is their stuff made in the states or is it made in, like indonesia or i have no idea but the
2: i wasn't too impressed of? with it what's that where are they based out of i'm not I, uh was it texas or i don't know actually but i know there's a company that the good place to get it it's called wagner and the the I don't even know why I got it from them, but the, the guy I'm doing it for wanted a specific thing, a specific width, cap rail, and it was weird. The whole situation was a big pain in the ass, but that should, I ended up ordering from them because I just saw what I needed, and it was a mistake.
1: Yeah, Baltimore, but, um, Maryland is actually where they are. Oh, is that uh, where it is? But yeah. then
2: um, our friend Jeff, always coming in with some good tips, showed me a really cool way to um, just take the cap rail itself and make a lambs tongue right on the end of it. You basically cut a V out of it um, a long tapered V and then bring the ends together and then weld a seam down the middle and grind it. And you could bend it, um, right into the lamb's tongue. It's cause normally you buy, like, I don't do lamb's tongue railings. Like most, I try to steer people away from it cause it's kind of like old school and all the houses I work mm-hmm. on are newer houses, but this guy wanted them. And, um, normally you just have the cap rail and normally there's a, piece of c channel and a cap rail and they nest in and you weld them together this one was solid there was no c channel and then you just buy the lamb's tongue end and i figured it was going to be nice and tapered and the entire profile of the cap rail was going to you know run all the way to the very tip of the cap rail which is not the case otherwise Mm -hmm. i just would have forged it myself yeah um but i thought they were going to keep those grooves you know, running all the way down the end of the taper, but they didn't. And Jeff showed me the way to do it. And so that's how I'm going to do it from now on. Really, uh, I think he posted about it. I'll, I'll send you guys the post. It was from a couple of years ago. He sent me his post and showed me how to do it. So that'll be my technique from now on. Jeff's the smart. best.
1: Who's He's better smart. than Jeff Vader? He's pretty good. He's pretty good.
2: Very small.
1: I got to see him last weekend. It's always, uh, always
2: a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see him flambang The bananas. I I was. I made that twice, like two weeks ago. It was so good because I saw that kid. You know that? Have you ever been on TikTok? (laughs) Another food TikTok. Here we go. That kid. His his name is um. His name is Flaky Salt. Like that's his name. But he's like pretty famous. He's got a big YouTube channel. Like he's verified and everything. And he made uh, he bananas flambé or whatever it's called. And I almost caught my cabinets on fire. Nice. um, (laughs) With a little too much rum. I love that. A rum. Little blowtorch action, you know, uh, bigger flames than I expected. You got to do it like Jeff did. You know, you tilt the pan, and that's what I did. Nice, yeah, good job. yeah. And then Jeff did it, you know, probably the right way. But it tasted really good. It was Sounds so good. Best, a little no, vanilla like ice that. cream, a little vanilla ice cream with the vanilla beans in it. Mm-hmm. You know, those with the little—that's how you got to do it. You that's can't the get good uh, stuff cooking, cooking with vanilla ice cream. Why don't you just abandon your current YouTube channel and just
1: make a cooking channel? That's what I'm thinking. I might.
2: Yeah, I did more why pasta waste your clean. time? I did more pasta queen recipes. Mm-hmm. And instead of making like
1: a hammer that you just have to like then use to do more work, you can make yourself some food and just eat it. Yeah, it seems way more uh, utilitarian, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah, you're right. Maybe I should. Maybe I'll just switch my whole channel.
1: Yeah, just do it. You could sell your channel to one of those like you ever get those emails where people are like, I would like to buy your YouTube channel through PayPal. I don't understand
2: how that like works out in the end. Like, do you think the subscribers are just going to stay? If, I mean, like, I, I sold it to somebody. I, I watched a video once
1: um, about uh, – because my brother was looking to make a YouTube channel. Like, his kid – him and his kid were going to make a YouTube channel. And yeah. uh, he was telling me about all these – you know, there was that kid – what was it? Like, Justin's Toy Reviews or something. Oh, the kid oh, made, oh. like, $11 Alex million in a year. A, yeah. yeah, he was, like,
2: three years old. And he was, like, making yeah. tens of millions of dollars a year. I think he made, million. Like dollars a year and uh you know obviously
1: everybody sees that like, oh my kid could open toys uh, so i was. i watched a video about a lot of those ryan
2: yeah, ryan's toy, toy, reviews. <laughs> toy reviews
1: i watched a uh, that'll be your pick of the week i watched a yeah. video a little mini doc on those channels and what happens to them when they kind of like burn out and one of them had like 14 million subscribers Jeez. and then they clearly sold the channel to some other network, the other network deleted all the videos and just started uploading their own content. But I guess there's a way to trace it back. So someone had done, you know, whatever the research in the URL to figure out that that channel is now, uh, you know, another, another name. I'm sure it's not that hard to figure out. Cause if all of a sudden I'm no longer subscribed to, you know, you know, this toy channel and I'm subscribed to some random other channel with the same amount of followers, it's probably pretty easy to figure it out, but yeah, I mean that's one way to that's one way to bet cash out. I get these offers for uh uh eighty thousand dollars for my channel. But it's Sell always it. like
2: an email written Sell in it. all lowercase <laughs> I know,
1: right? For eighty grand. But it's always an email written in all lowercase. Like yeah, we give kind of like you eighty thousand dollars for your channel a, on a Nigerian Prince. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: I, I got offered like fifty thousand, unfortunately, it was pesos, you know. Oh, that's no good. <laughs> yeah? You no. should have taken it. Yeah, I know,
1: I wish I did. You, yeah. Could have used it to buy more spray paint.
0: No, it's on you, <laughs> Derek. Looking, what have you been up to? You know, it's funny. Is you said I'm looking at my hands. I've been painting with that black paint. My hands are just disgusting. Never coming that's, out. No, that's black paint. Like in all the cracks in my fingers, and it's just. I no wonder why my wife is so repulsed. But, <laughs> How do um, they
2: compare to Jimmy's?
0: Oh um, uh, they're pretty close. I mean, when this start, when your palms are starting to turn black, that's that's bad. I think that's but, called um, Trench Foot. Oh, it's disgusting. But, um, no, I've been um, busy. I've been busy at work. We've been working, like, 80-hour work weeks. So it's just been crazy at work. It's going to be, like, three more weeks that I'm doing this. And, um, you know, you just got to take it while you can. So I haven't been doing too much. But I tell you, I mean, you guys hear about it all the time because I bitch to you every day. But it's like this little trophy I've been making, it's just finally done and like yesterday was just the you know chris we talked like probably four times yesterday about Mm -hmm. it and it was just i had a tiny little piece i had to finish and i dropped it when it was done and then you know i recovered and i finished it and then a piece of tape fell at it and it just it was just one thing after another and it just it just won't stop you know and um You know, I was saying to somebody, if the guy came, I'd just give it to him at this point just for it to leave my shop, you know. Unbelievable. And it's just funny, like, you know, people, like, um, somebody had messaged me. They said, you should have just made it out of black plastic. And I'm like, geez, like, I never really thought of that. I asked you you
2: about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: but it's you like, wouldn't get that lacquer finish. Yeah, no. The guy was adamant; he wanted it black lacquer. I don't know why he wanted black lacquer. I was saying to somebody, I don't know if it was one of you guys. I want to do a video on black paint and black lacquer and see if you can get them to look at the same because it does mm. definitely look different. It doesn't look like black shiny black paint. It looks different in person, but um, it's just man, it's just been killing me, and um. Just a couple other things I've been just uh, trying to work on. Um, That mirror thing, that was like a big screw up. I'm just having issues with my spray gun with that. I just ordered an Um, needle for that. And it's just, I don't really have much time to work on anything. I was hoping, you know, maybe I might take a couple days off. I was going to take a couple days off and go visit Jimmy, but I think he's going to be leaving. So he's got stuff he's got to do. And, uh, you know, I think I might take a couple days during the week. Just because um, I need some time off, but I really haven't been working on it too much, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's tough because you got to balance everything, and it's like I, I get—I have the problem, you know. And, you know, Paul, you get this too because you've got to finish your workday for your business. But like sometimes I get to the shop at six, and I just feel like I can't start something new. I have to just work on something that's already in process, which for me is always cleaning. Yeah. So it's like I can't, you know. Macklin, uh, just to, I guess, talk about what I've been working on. I just started it today, but Macklin got me motivated to start a new project and he didn't really even give me a choice. He was like, let's just do, we're doing it today. So today when I probably would have walked in circles most of the day, um, we got right to work on a new project. He, he has this really cool, uh, water ski that he put skateboard trucks on that he like rides like a longboard and one day he was over at the shop and i was telling him how i want to make a wooden strip kayak like from bear mountain boats the same uh, way that jimmy made his canoe but just make my own wooden strip kayak and he's like i want to make a surfboard he's like i was thinking about making a surfboard on the router and like skeletonizing all the boards and i was like oh my god we got to use the cnc for this mm-hmm. so uh the next day i did all the drawings for it and then Last night, he came by, and he's like, all right, like your shop's clean. Let's make the surfboard. And I was like, yeah, I've actually been thinking about how to do it. I said, you know, I'll make one half scale and see if we can cut it. And last night, we tried it. It worked perfect. And he's like, all right, let's go. We're going to Home Depot and buying the wood. So he uh, he got me to go to Home Depot last night and buy 2 by 4s which are now $7 each. What? Uh, $7 a 2 by 4 which they used to be three 65 for the, the like one three,
0: three bucks give mm-hmm. or take that's crazy they,
1: and yesterday i was also working on that big fence job that i have to do um and i went to the lumber yard to get concrete and a couple other things and i uh I, the client has an account there so i didn't actually know any i don't really know any of the prices and the kid from the lumber yard was like oh my god like we've been so busy material supplies have been so low and he's like and the prices are just going crazy i go what do you mean he goes, two by fours are $10. He goes, our regular two by fours are $10 each right now. Wow. And I mean, like, this is a local lumberyard. And, you know, to be completely honest, and they know this. I'm not that any of them listen to this podcast, but I am ne- i don't like the, the quality of their dimensional wood. They leave it outside all the time. So it's always getting rained on, which I can't stand. I don't know how you can be expected to frame a house with wood that's literally been outside through the elements completely. But... Uh, so to pay ten dollars for those two by fours seems like you're literally throwing the money away. And then when I went to Depot last night and they were six ninety, I couldn't believe it. Wow! Hmm. So buying, uh, I bought twenty four two by fours and like a couple other little things. It was two hundred bucks. So this surfboard is going to cost wow. me two hundred dollars to make out of two by fours. That's wow. crazy. Yeah,
0: that's so, scary.
1: I think it'll be cool though. <clears throat> aside from the you know the cost of it, but I think it'll be a, a cool video to make a surfboard out of just dimensional lumber oh, yeah. from the lumber yard you know and i mean i'm doing with the cnc but you could just as easily do this with a router if you had like all the time in the world but yeah but I, derek's been helping me with the cnc so
0: i, I tell ya, i've been watching i mean this is going to probably end up being my pick he hasn't posted in a long time i'm not going to be able to pronounce his name properly but um let me see. His name, his first name is Brian, and you guys will know who he is. He just posted a video. He hasn't posted in a couple years, but it's uh Brian, it's, Alt, is it Altruge? It's O-L-T-R-O-G-G-E. He used to post a lot, and um, he's like an engineer or something, but he does a stitch-and-glue kayak. Mm, he does wow. a concept to it. And he cuts it out of, um, he has it all laser cut. And it's, un- it's that he does. So he does the model just to see how he's going to build mm-hmm. the full-size one. It's absolutely beautiful, the model. It's like. Oh, my God. Yeah. Isn't that amazing, dude? So if he's building have, this full scale? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's going to be his plan. He's like, um, he's kind of reminds me of like a click spring. Like mm-hmm. everything he does is just beautiful. It's perfect. And he was like hot and heavy. I think Jimmy actually had some interaction with him like. This was probably two or three years ago. I remember him talking. He was making um, just kind uh, of trying to, yeah. try to put, you know, gaze through his things just to see. Quick. Hey, he's been making but, videos for eleven years. Oh yeah, yeah. And and there he makes amazing things. Just like he's like a designer. Just the, the just the design of everything's beautiful. But that thing, it's just unbelievable. But he's trying to mix the two styles. He wants it to look like. Uh, like a stitch one he wants it to look like a stripped wood one and uh i tell you i'm looking forward to it i hope it's not he hasn't posted in three years and uh he posted that and i'm like saying geez i hope it's not another three years till he does that but it's just so it's just amazing what you can do when you mix like just the different you know processes like who would have ever thought you know i mean obviously it's just the model he cut with the laser but you know, he, he just laser cut all those pieces mm-hmm. and it just was so cool to see, you know? So, I mean, now you're doing, using the CNC to make, you know, uh, a surfboard, you know, it's just, it just, you know, you got to think outside the box sometimes. Oh you know? yeah. But
1: Brian old Yeah. Something like that. We will, uh, so Derek skipped ahead. That's his pick of the week.
0: Yeah. That's going to be my pick of the <laughs> week anyways, but I just wanted to say it because I was, uh, you were talking yeah. surfboard, but uh, yeah, it's
1: yeah. been a good learning process. I broke my first
0: $38 bit today. Oh, is that so aggravating? It, how'd you break it? Were you going too fast, or so, were you just moving it? So, I don't, so I don't, here's what I was doing.
1: So, uh, you know, my, my machine has, you know, manual feed and speed override manual yeah. spindle speed yeah. and feed rate override. Yeah. So I was running to 18,000 RPMs at a hundred inches per minute. And, yeah. uh, I was playing with it a little bit cause it was really loud. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll turn up the spindle speed maybe I'll turn up. So I was just messing with it. And then next thing, next thing I knew, I, I saw. I, I heard. Uh, I heard a snap, and I saw sparks <laughs> go up my dust collector tube, and I was like, oh, that's that."
0: And uh, is like it goes silent. It's like, yeah. Oh, and
1: sorry. then Izzy Swan was messaging me saying, like, he goes his his rule of thumb when he's doing production work is he runs it from a base, and then he slowly incrementally goes up with everything until he breaks a bit and then he backs up 15% and then he does the whole rest of the production run at that rate because he's so focused on getting the maximum amount of parts out per like hour that if his recommended speed is 150, but he can do it at 160, he'll do it at 160. He was doing 300 inch per minute work
0: the other day. Yeah. Which is like insane. Yeah. I tell you when Jeff Shaw Mm -hmm. was here helping me, like, he was laughing at me. He's like, dude, you're acting like you have an x cop." He goes, <laughs> he's like, he's like, how many passes are you cutting that at? I was like, oh, like four or five. It was three-quarter MDF. He's like, what? He's like, a quarter-inch bit. He goes, run that, like, one pass. It was like <laughs> something like, couple, like 200 inches a minute or something. Yeah. I, I forget what it was. He was doing, like, he goes, if you're doing, like, three passes, he goes, you should be at, like, 400 inches a minute. And oh I tried God. it, man it sounded like it was going to explode. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't even like the sound. Yeah, like, <laughs> no. yeah. It just doesn't even sound right. I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll go slow and steady. It yeah. Just,
1: yeah. I, you know, and our, and it's funny. Cause when you're from like a carpentry background, like I'm used to using a hand router where, you know, like if the woods burning, you turn up the RPM. So you go a little bit faster. It's going too slow or whatever, yeah. you know, like, so like Mac and I, uh, Macklin, who's a, a carpenter as well. You know, we were together the whole day working on it. And he knows like, if I know, like, If I know, you know, X amount of things about CNCs, he knows like X minus one.
0: Like he knows just a little less than I do. He knows knows what color it is.
1: Yeah. No, I'm saying he knows just a little less than I do because I know so little. So he's like, I don't know about that noise. Like, let's play with it. So anyway, I broke my first bit. And uh, um, then we just, then after I broke my first one, it was like getting my first dent in my car. I was like, forget it. I don't care. Let's just run it. So I'm like, I cranked it up to 180. And got my cuts done in six minutes it it felt great so hopefully um hopefully i can get the rest of the modeling done and get the rest of the surfboard done he was like he like wants to finish it tonight i'm like i got other stuff i gotta do (laughs) yeah
0: the the worst is breaking a bit like when you're moving the thing around and you get like down instead of up and it breaks it but i tell you i whenever i buy bits i usually buy three of the same one just because you're gonna break one so now you got just one backup. But I bought 2 one thirty-second 132-inch bits. They're, Whoa. like, so tiny. And I'm like, I just want to have them. And I went to show somebody one, and I touched it with my finger and broke it. What? I'm like, yeah, that's how tiny the thing is. And it just broke. And Jimmy did his whole, um, what's it called, that, that um, injection mold thing. That plate he did, I I believe it was with a one thirty second inch end mill. It mm. took like two days, but it's amazing that those things can cut. They're like so so small, but um, yeah, but,
1: that's high speed milling. You have to run those at like yeah. twenty thousand RPM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four thousand RPM. Yeah, so. that, that always amazed me. That like the the smaller the drill bit, the faster the RPMs. Like I have these little uh, little drill bits that are uh, they're in the numbers sizes. Like oh. I have. Um, like number sixty, they're sixty-fours and sixty-fives. I'm looking at my chart right now. So they are a little bit bigger than 132nd, and they're carbide drills for when I make the knives for the uh, detent ball. Yeah. And guys buy this. There's like a $65 drill press you can get on Amazon. It's an ultra high speed, like bench top drill presses for jewelers. And it looks like a total piece of garbage, but a lot of the knife makers use it just to use those little carbide drills because they need to go so fast that mm-hmm. nothing else in your shop can even get close. And anything else that gets that close, like if you take your, you know, porter cable drill press and you set it to the max, max speed, the thing vibrates itself like out of the room. You know, they're not made to go yeah. that fast. Like, Paul, have you ever tried to turn your bridge port up to 4,200 RPMs? It gets real loud, right? back off because it's like (laughs)
2: crazy it's screaming yeah but i think it's cool that those very speed ones can go that high yeah yeah it it's it's cool but it makes sense when you think about the drill bit because um if you're like thinking about the diameter of the bit that outer edge of like an inch bit is probably traveling a similar distance as the outer edge of a you know, three thirty seconds bit or mm-hmm. whatever it was, or one sixteenth bit. It's probably covering the same ground, but since it's such a smaller diameter, it has to spin a million more times to cover the same amount of distance. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: uh, it's it's definitely a learning curve. And I thought I was smarter than everybody else, so I bought a couple of these carbide drill bits and I put it in my uh, milling machine and I tried to drill like I would normally drill. No, and as soon as it touched the material, dink, and they're like sixteen dollars each.
2: Yeah. So it's just like gone i was like oh that's so crazy. what speed do those need to run at like those carbide ones Twenty thousand RPM. oh yeah your bridgeport can't even see. no yeah, i, I was running pots, mine like, at like
1: a thousand rpm oh. thinking like oh this will be fine it was like no shot
2: yeah yeah
0: i get crazy. so confused i never know what's supposed to go what speed it's just i i gotta learn that shit you know
1: yeah i mean it's you know you learn it by you might as well just take a thousand dollars and just assume that that's your class you know like you've got to spend uh you know, you got to spend a you know a thousand dollars basically in material to learn. You know how to how to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, see what the the RPM of this specific one um, because it's like oh, this one's eighty five eighty five hundred RPM. I'm sorry, so not that not that fast, but eighty five hundred RPM is still twice as fast as my bridgeport can go. Yeah. You know That's fast. That's like screaming. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But have you guys gotten any new tools lately? Has anyone per- purchased anything new? I I, on, have. I can't be the only I one. Oh. Oh, what did you get? Um,
2: I, when I, actually, when I came to your shop to oh. grab the trailer, uh, I went to United Rentals where I was going to rent my trailer. And they were having a big, huge sale um, of all their equipment. And I bought a brand new hilti core drill with the um with the base for like half price and those things with the base are like five thousand mm-hmm. dollars it had to be they get it was so weird because i'm like why on earth would they ever be selling a brand new piece of equipment but i guess they get them so cheap that they were still making a profit off of selling it for half price like that's how many they order from hilti and they're still able to make a buck you know selling it to me for half price it's pretty crazy and I bought a big power washer because I've been needing one for the shop and you know for the house. But it's like an industrial grade, big, heavy duty power washer. Um,
0: it, it always makes me think of like how much I'm getting screwed. Oh about. yeah, right. A deal like that. It just I, I can't stand that shit. You know, it's like you know you think you're getting a good deal and like like you said you paid half. They're still making money. It's just like oh man. Well, you
2: got to think of all the other costs that go into like, you know, when you're watching shark tank uh-huh. and they will be like to the um, entrepreneur, they'll be like, what, um, what are your margins for the product? And they'll be like, Oh, f- uh, 50%. And they're like, Oh my God, those are terrible margin. Like they want to hear like 20, 90%, 90% or, 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 margins. Or, no, like, yeah, it costs 20%. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, they make 80% on uh, make yeah, like, I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like, but there's so much else that goes into it, I guess, like running the store and shipping the thing mm-hmm. and designing the thing and the you know, the, the service and the warranty. But it's it's crazy because they I guess they just order so many. But I mean all these products that goes back to even like when we get like stuff for free. It's like such a great deal for both us and the company because we get something like let's say we got something that's worth five thousand. To us, we just got five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. They might have only spent fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. yeah you know yep. so it's it works out good like that like because uh, sometimes instead of just paying us 1500 they give yeah. us something that costs them 1500 and we get something that we think is is worth 5000 to us
1: yeah you know yeah i it's uh it, it's the amazon affiliate thing which you guys know like i i try to uh try to use pretty prevalently is is like a great example of like how much how how little you make like advertising that kind of stuff versus yeah. how much. So like, you know, this is this is gonna be a uh, this is gonna be insider information that I don't I've never spoken about on at least on my Instagram or anything. They're gonna but, terminate your account. Uh, no, they won't terminate my account, but I was gonna say uh how much how how many dollars in sales have come through my Amazon uh my Amazon account, like through uh through my links in the last year, it's, uh, 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 uh. so I have, I have, ha- I have $243,000 in shipped items revenue Gee. that went back to Amazon in the last year, year to date. Wow. No, I'm sorry. That's last year. That's 2019 this year, this year to date, $224,000 in shipped items revenue. Wow. So I'm one person. With yeah, one, one YouTube channel and one Instagram. In the last y- year and nine months, almost $500,000 worth of sales have come through my links. That's yeah. crazy. How crazy is that? Yeah. And yeah. now you take that and you think, Like how many people are doing the same thing, and how many people with much bigger Instagrams? Like, look at Casey Neistat. He puts, right? He used to put all of his camera gear in Amazon affiliate links. Oh, really? Oh my god! Can you imagine how many people just bought
2: everything that he has just because he uses it? Fifty million dollars worth of stuff. When I
1: started my channel, the first person, honestly, the first thing I did was I went on his channel and I just saw what he's using because I was like, that works for him. You know, yeah. like the mic is good. The quality is great. He's he's a no bullshit guy. Whatever he uses, it focuses on his face and he carries it around. You know, like it's not like a red camera on yeah. a shoulder mount. <laughs> that was the first place I went. I didn't look at any reviews. I just was like, oh, what's Casey Neistat using? That's what I'll buy. Yeah. You
2: yeah. know, it's, what it's wild. ingenious company that is. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing what they did. They're changing everything. They literally mm-hmm. got rid of stores, right? Like all the, you know, stores in malls are shutting down department stores like everything is closing down because you can buy stuff on amazon and now they're going to come out with their own stores where you just walk in and you grab something <laughs> off the shelf and then you leave i it's, love that like, i know isn't it I the love of
1: the idea of walking into a store and leaving without having i to love talk it to too i love you know. it
0: but what's so crazy is like you said they got rid of all the stores to bring them back now Better bringing them back like it's just mm-hmm. it, it it is amazing it's like you know I've bought stuff off of Amazon at a red light. Like it's yeah. just like the app.
1: Not a red yeah, light. Yeah. Oh, you're really yeah. being safe. I usually buy it while I'm driving.
0: Like, 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 no, but like, I thought it was so cool on the computer. And then when I got the app, yeah, I'm like, this is nuts. Like, you know, you don't even have to do like, you know, who you are. You don't have to do your address. You know, it saves like, you know, I got to be careful because <laughs> you know i have my own account you know my wife has her own account then we have like a joint account and then i have a credit card and this and it's like and then all the shipping stuff so sometimes like i'll go on her account because she has prime and like i'll um, i accidentally almost got something shipped to my niece you know because it's like oh, all the different addresses on- yeah they, they make it so good sh- they- i've
2: shipped stuff to my grandma's house i think yeah before. it's, just, like- it's just crazy but um
0: It is. It's so easy to look anything up. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just uh
2: They have everything too. Yeah, they make it fun. Like it's just it's it's so easy to spend money.
0: I was that was just coming out of my mouth. They make it so easy, you know, and uh it's scary, but it is funny. Like you could literally like I said, stop at a red light and just buy what you need and just keep on going, you know, and uh it, it really is amazing what they've done, you know. So but um Smart I just guy. want to like like the back like the back scene like how it all works you know like that's that, the craziest like, thing like mm-hmm. just the just the logistics of it and stuff yeah you know, like I mentioned it before like actually when um you know, I just mentioned when Jeff was over here he's like oh my god your spindle's gone and I'm like oh man I gotta get a spindle and he was here it was like three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon I ordered a spindle it was here Sunday at one mm-hmm. thirty. It's yeah. like, you know, obviously it didn't come from China that day, but it's like, it's just amazing. It's like, you know, tw- not even 24 hours later, I have the item sitting on my porch with a picture on my phone saying, here, it's been delivered. You know, it's just, yeah. uh, it's great, you know, but it isn't great if you're a little mom and pop shop. But,
1: mm-hmm. but you know yeah. what's, what's, it's kind of funny and, uh, you know, less, less even so much with Amazon, but just thinking about like big companies. Um, I, I used to work at a hardware store, and then afterwards, I remained really friendly with the guy that owned it. <laughs> and um, around like Labor Day and stuff, they would do sales on like charcoal, like barbecue choc- charcoal, Kingsburg, yeah. and a couple other like, uh, you know, real whatever Labor Day things, tiki torches and tiki. Yeah. Um, and their prices would be 20% lower than his cost price. At their retail. So I would go and buy, like if I was at Home Depot during that weekend sale, he would say, oh, buy me like $300 worth of for Charcoal as much as they'll sell you. So I would huh. buy it and then he would sell it for still less than his cost, but a little more than Home Depot
0: wow. just
1: because it's now closer. Because our closest Home Depot is like about 25 minutes away. So a lot of people would much rather, you know, spend if whatever, it's $4. Wow. So he would... Just by marking it up off of Home Depot's retail price, he was still able to make money on it. And the customers were actually getting it for less than they normally would because it's cheaper than his cost. Yeah. But so if you opened a store where you literally bought stuff on Amazon and sold it for more but it was in your town, people probably would still come in your store and buy it if it was like stuff that they needed that day. Because sometimes uh, you need it that day. You know, you yeah, can't yeah, do it tomorrow. Okay.
0: Yeah, you're paying for the convenience. My buddy, his family, they don't own it anymore, but they had a vending company. Yeah. Oh, you don't remember this, but you used to be able to buy <laughs> cigarettes and vending machines. Oh, I've seen store. those before like, old yeah, restaurants. Yeah, in the old days. Like, brown. But, um, yeah, yeah, but his family had a vending company. They had, like, video games and stuff, but we would go with them and help them, you know, during the summer and everything. But they would buy all their, like, tonic and, or soda, whatever you want to call it, and uh, water and everything, in candy from BJ's, and oh yeah, like, you know, it, you know and, and that's how they made their money. And I was always like, "Don't you buy it somewhere else?" He's like, yeah you can save a couple dollars doing that, but just the convenience of them buying it at BJ's in bulk, it, um, you know, it just saved them so mm-hmm. much more money. But it, it's just amazing, you know. Like you said, you can buy stuff, you know, resell it, just like, um, you know, bridge ports and stuff. You buy them and flip over bridge ports. You know, hey, you know? that's my new tool of the week." Did you uh, hear... I was just listening to the Fitzall. I didn't get through it. I did, man, they killed me. Andrew, look, he's just a sick bastard. He's so fucking... <laughs> but, like, his buddy, do you hear? He's got, like, five acres... Yeah, inside. Cups. Yeah, five covered acres of just, like, machinery. Really? Know? Yeah, he's, like... he's like, He just went to, like, Lockheed and bought all their tools. Like, you know, like... the wow. like, Machines and everything, but... It's just funny, you know, it's just the conversation. But, uh, like, the, the guy must have some serious machines. But, yeah, he, he just bought, like, you know, like, say, Lockheed Martin got rid of all the machine shop. Like, he would buy the whole machine shop. That's know,
1: amazing. That kind of stuff, yeah. That's the way to do it, though, because he probably paid pennies on the
2: dollar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think that does, that like a guy like that gets his money from, like oil? Probably, a it's real estate. It's got to be oil. Like, it's funny because, like, you, I think he was, like, describing the guy He's like, just a – you know, Southern guy who probably wears like work boots and overalls, he might be worth a couple hundred mil, Yeah, you know, with, you know, 50 acres of indoor space with hundreds of millions of dollars worth of machine. Like it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, there's, there's plenty of people that uh,
1: make a lot of money doing something random and then are like, Oh, I just want to buy that. Cause if you think about like what real estate costs, like I I think about the world that, that I'm in with uh, like commercial real estate, Like, what we're spending on a cafeteria and a, a like, common area space, I could buy a building that size and fill it with, like, the best tools that you could buy, and I still would be, like, at 20% of what I'm spending on this space. Yeah. You know, and there would be, like, money to spare. It's, uh, It's wild. Yeah. Especially if you're buying it from the right places. I mean, sometimes these machine shops that we go to the auctions at, like Paul, you know, it's the bigger the machine, the cheaper oh. the cheaper it is. Yeah.
2: yeah, you could get, you know, a machine that might weigh twenty thousand pounds for like ten dollars. Like the, <laughs> or a T slot table that weighs twenty thousand pounds. Oh 000 my for god. $5? I'm regr- I'm so upset that I didn't get that that T slot table. It was eighteen feet by like ten feet right before I moved into the shop. Was that the one you bought and didn't go and get? No. no, 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 that was a different like that was a crappy different one. That was like 200 bucks. That was by accident. Yeah. But this one was where I bought my big table, oh, my big four by 12 table. Mm-hmm. And they had an 18 yeah. by 10 T slot table. It was like 14 inches thick. It wasn't solid, but it was like had all the braces God. and stuff. And I would have bought it in two seconds if I knew a month later I would be moving into here. Yeah, I just didn't did have you, a place to put it.
1: Did you set up your acorn table yet?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not, a,
1: it's a nice table. Oh, right? it's
2: real nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad yeah, I still uh, want to get my big one flattened because yours yeah. is flatter and cleaner on the top. I'm glad that, that worked out, but that thing was heavy and that's only five by five. Yeah. That thing was heavy. That was probably what? 1500 pounds. Then each half of my table was like 3000 pounds. Cause it was three, it's six inches on the edge, but three inches in the middle and there's less holes. So it's way, oh it's probably God. twice as much as the acorn table you, that I got from you.
1: Yeah, I, I figured out the way to the Acorn table at like seven seventeen hundred.
2: Yeah, it's five crazy five how five. much things weigh. Oh my god,
1: lifting them with that engine crane. Well, engine crane, baby. Well, I I bought a new uh I bought another milling machine on Tuesday, and um I got myself into a pickle on this one. I still haven't figured out exactly how I'm getting myself out of it, but I think I have a plan. But I uh I put in an auto bid on an auction for this. Uh, it was a jet milling machine that I wanted. It was like for myself. It was going to be like the one, 49 inch table, power feeds in all directions, variable speed, three horsepower head, and a digital wow. DRO. Um, Really, really nice machine. And uh, I paid. Ooh, do I say how much I paid? I paid thirteen hundred on. before fees. So it uh, cost me like good. sixteen by the time I'm done. So I bought just bought the trailer. And I figured, you know what, I'll just, I'll go, I'll, you know, there'll be a rigger there at some point and I'll just pay the rigger, drop it on the trailer and I'll be out of there. Or if there's no rigger, I'll just get it on a pallet jack and I'll drag it up the tilt deck. This is why I bought the trailer, right? So I, I call the guy after the auction's over and I'm like, yeah, I'll come on Friday. I'll come pick it up. And the guy's like, oh yeah, well we got a loading dock here. I go, okay, but you have like a ground level door, right? He goes, no, there's no ground level door. I go, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, this is a weird building. There's only a loading dock and a staircase that leads up to it. That's it. Oh, my God. I'm like, how am I going to get this out of here? So now I'm like – now I'm looking – I'm like starting to sweat. I'm like, oh, my God. So now I'm going to have to go there and just hope that somebody there has a forklift inside and outside to lift it or someone's ballsy enough to lower it down past the bottom of the forklift, which is so dangerous. Like I was like, what am I going to do? So – uh eventually i wind up calling a rigger and it sounds like they're gonna bring it back to their yard out on long island and i'm gonna go meet up at the yard i get it put on my trailer but um i bought now that'll be the th- oh my god how many bridge ports are in the shop now four three or right four? now there are four milling machines in the shop and this will be the fifth one but you sold your old bridge port i sold my old one and i sold fourth. the hartford
2: this is the fourth oh you sold the hartford okay so
1: well i it's my friend from uh pennsylvania uh he literally is moving back into his house that was damaged in a storm today and now that he's now that they renovated the house he's got room for it so he wants to come up in the next week or so and get it and then the one i got in cleveland from the guys at stamp yours i want to figure out how i could keep it because it's such a nice machine Get rid of one of the other tiny little stupid that's ones. that's what i think is getting
2: rid of one of the tiny tiny ones but listen to me i've been I'm, telling you this listen to paul Get rid of the crap. You got to cut the fat. You got to get rid of the crappy yep. machines and keep the one good one or the two good ones. I know. you like duplicates. I know. Well,
1: having the that new one is really nice. The yeah, yours one that is better. really nice. nice.
2: Um, but we'll. It's see. a good thing you you do machining every day.
1: I know. Well, thank God that those all those machines do is turn out chips.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I got the one from Stamp
1: Yours. What it was almost a month ago. I just put the power. I just put the plug on it two days ago.
2: That's funny. I would keep that one. And then the, um, it's so the nice. jet, the, the thing, it was cracking me up when that thing was, when I looked at it, it said Hartford on it. They just picked another I Connecticut town. The yep. next one will be the waterberry. <laughs> <But, laughs> what, uh, what have you t- gotten, <laughs> Derek?
0: What's your new tool of the week? I have got no new tools that I can think of. Nothing. Nothing. To Nothing. Nothing. I'm trying to think. I almost bought a new vacuum. But then it was eight hundred dollars,
2: so I didn't buy it. Oh my it. God! What um, kind of vacuum was it? Best tool. Yeah, they get you.
0: Yeah, I'm like, you know, I had in my head it was six hundred dollars, and I was ready to buy it. I drove <laughs> up there with my wife. <laughs> That's still crazy. I know. And then I'm like eight hundred. I'm like, what am I, an asshole?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like,
0: it's just, like the six hundred was bad enough, but like eight hundred, I'm like. That's a lot of fucking money. That is a lot of yeah, money you know, for a vacuum. Like, especially I need a I still need a dust collector. You, you could know, buy the dust collector's like fourteen hundred, I'm getting so see that
2: like, makes more sense. Yeah. Spend money on. You could just go you could buy ten rigids. That's what them, I said. I keep know. them for ten you know, you could do one a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, still, I know.
0: I just am a firm believer. I hate to admit it, but I really am buying into the fest Oh, I love this just, stuff too. If I, was just, a I just think, yeah, I yeah. just think this stuff is just really, really nice. It's absolutely definitely overpriced, but it's really nice.
1: You yeah. know what it is? Some of their stuff is like some of their stuff is so purpose-built that you like yeah. it's a true comparison. Like with the domino joiner, yeah. is like better than the best plate joiner like yeah. a biscuit yeah. joiner there's yeah. no like it's it's you have to buy a festival because no one else makes a domino same yeah. thing goes for like their track saws their jigsaws yeah. their routers they yeah. are like so much better they're sanders yeah. the only yeah. thing that gets me and it's so funny because i've been like this close to buying the vacuums too is the only reason i want the vacuums is because they're so good when you have to take them off site yeah and, and that's really why i want one but yeah. I think for someone like you that does the work that you do, where that vacuum is gonna get bought, it's gonna go in your basement and is yeah. never gonna leave. Yeah,
0: no. You know and I already have one if I do need yeah. to if I already have one to take out.
1: Which is why, you oh. know, like that's when it's like, okay, yeah. well, you you spend a hundred dollars on the, the hundred and twenty on the best rigid yeah. and you just use it until it yeah. explodes and you spend the other seven hundred dollars on CNC
2: bits so you can break them. What is the benefit of that Festool vacuum? What is it, like, turn well, on no, and off well, and you turn the machine yeah. on? Well, they,
0: they have Bluetooth in them. So Jesus it, it's Well, no, I thought it was bullshit, but, no, it's funny. Their battery-operated operated, um, tools link right up to it. So if you have, like, a battery-operated, like, jigsaw or sander, mm-hmm. when you turn it on, it links automatically with the vacuum, comes on by itself, that's stuff nice, like that. Actually. But the kick in the ass something <laughs> else with them is – they all are the same like vacuum power, mm-hmm. but they're just different capacity.
2: Yeah. It's ah, the same motor. Is, it's just yeah, in a yeah. bigger box.
0: Yeah. So it's like you're just paying, in the, the the what made me not buy it. They got like basically they got a couple different variations, but basically small, medium, large. The large one's a little bit too big and it's only like eighty dollars more than the next size down. Mm. So it's like I'm gonna pay seven twenty for this one. I might as well pay eight hundred for this one. You know, yeah. but it just, um, yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't do it. But I, uh, I don't know. I just, I get weird. I just, I gotta, I want to buy something. Like sometimes nice you
1: like just want to spend money just because it's time yeah. to spend some money.
0: I think honestly, I think I'm gonna buy another um, Festool sander. I don't think I'm gonna get the the Rotex the. um like the big one, the round one, mm-hmm. like that thing's like a beast. It's like, I have ball. that one. It's, a little, it's like a, almost a grinder. Yeah. 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 It's like, a, yeah, it's like a belt sander almost, but I think I want to get, and I never thought I'd say this, like a square one. Oh, like a back, back and one. forth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, just because I notice a lot of times when I'm sanding stuff, one that uses this, I actually get the sandpaper. already. I just need the sander to go with it. Nice. But, um, I just think like a lot of times when I'm sanding stuff I just don't like all the little hooks. Um I get with the you know the orbital one and I mm-hmm. think you know they do a good job but they don't do a good job finishing things. And I think I need yeah. something that will finish it. And I have probably I have the two festival ones but other than that I probably have four other orbital sanders. I, I think I'm just going to give away to people just because you don't use I them. don't use them. Yeah. And um now with um I have like just a lot of sandpaper for them I just don't use it cuz it's kind of, it's good sandpaper for just basic sanding but you know when you're doing nice stuff you need nice sandpaper and that's what you know the third sandpaper has just been working great but I think I want something that just goes back and forth you know so Yeah
1: do you have a uh, like a good size air compressor in your shop? Uh, not really right, cuz the um, the pneumatic sanders like Mirka make some pneumatic sanders and they're very yeah. inexpensive because they don't have a motor, you yeah, know, like yeah, they're yeah. just air powered, but they're super high RPM, which is supposed to help you when you're doing a higher polish, yeah. you know, like, uh, so the art fabricators that I work with in Queens, they use a lot of the, uh, pneumatic Mirka sanders. And like I said, they're like 180 bucks, I think, because really? there's really not much to them, you know, air goes yeah. in and then they have a dust port. Um, and you know who uses those a lot? Uh, Ramon Ramon artful on Instagram uses a lot of pneumatic Sanders yeah. and they, uh, they're really just to avoid those, just the hook marks. You got to yeah. really be like flying with yeah, the higher yeah. grits. Like the thing's got to be moving at, you know what i don't even know what rpms a sander go at but yeah um i think that for the stuff that you're trying to do with the lacquer finishes and the higher polish that might be a good even if you just bought a cheap one to try it maybe that's a good avenue to explore you know
0: festool has a whole system for it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm I'm sure it's only a couple thousand dollars but, but you know like this shit just works but uh I tell you, I was just watching a couple of his videos. I, I really want him to do a, a YouTube channel, Ramon. Ramon. Mm-hmm. He just like, he just makes some unbelievable shit, man. Oh yeah, so talented, just so talented. Um,
1: yeah, the uh, the the pneumatic Sanders are twelve thousand RPM performance. It's a hundred and fifty bucks on Amazon for America. Twelve
2: thousand RPM. Yeah, it's wow. like an angle grinder.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, what is a Deros? Like the normal sander is uh, four thousand to ten thousand. So it it's only two thousand RPM faster, but that two thousand RPM yeah, could be the difference between yeah. you know getting swirl marks and not. But for hundred and fifty bucks, it's almost like why not try yeah.
2: it? Yeah,
1: you know. And it's an um, orbital
2: sander that not only spins like an angle grinder, but does the most the orb that weird motion. Yeah, it's a DA, so like a dual action is if you're in the body 12, world. And it does that RPM?
1: Wow. And the Mirkas are smooth, but uh, shoot, for 150 bucks, I might buy one of these just to try it. You could buy one for $48 that looked like it was made out of plastic if in some factory in China. in your hand, you know, but, a uh, Harbor
2: Freight action.
1: Right, but 12,000 RPMs
0: is freaking cooking. I went in there yesterday, Harbor Freight. It just, it's the
2: worst. It just, it, <laughs> it, it smells it, like. I bought oh, a Charlie, winch from there two protocol. days ago. You bought a what? A winch for my. Was oh, that where you bought there.
0: that oh, thing? My uh, oh my god! I hate that story. You're gonna die. It's just like, uh, yeah. Some stuff something. I would, I, I wouldn't buy certain things from there. But I buy, <laughs> I buy the, life on the other end of it. Until Rockler sponsors me and gives me like a, a boatload of clamps, I will never buy clamps i just can't <laughs> i can't justify they're so expensive i go to hop afraid i buy the cheap bar clamps from them and yep. that's and it. you $20. bend me aluminum oh, tightening them yeah yeah i just it, 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 come on rock show me some love
1: right come on guys they know
0: I, they know i exist at least oh know. do they yeah they acknowledge me somewhat yeah it's like the hot chick like just kind of gives you like the nod on the uh-huh. way back. touches
1: your shoulder as you walk by yeah
0: yeah gotta go change your pants yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) when i was at i went to harbor freight the other day because when i thought i was going to uh when i thought i was gonna have to go get this new milling machine i was like shoot i gotta get a winch on the trailer so that when i get there i could pull it up and then you know it was cheap it was like 160 bucks and then i realized like Paul, we had that chain fall, and it worked totally fine, and it was yeah. safe, and didn't rev- didn't involve batteries. It took a lot longer
2: than That'd it be could safer. Have. much safer because it's a that's a that's a chain. It's not a cable.
0: Yeah. you know and Turning I was like, that trailer
2: into a death trap between the harbor freight winch winch the thing is like 45 <laughs> degrees that mill is going to be like the leaning tower of Pisa going up that that trailer i don't want to be anywhere uh, near that thing
1: it's so funny because it's the, uh-huh. the tilt deck is definitely a little bit steep Dude, it's the um, steepest it's only it's only so it's only 14 degrees when a normal Get tilt out of here. is 11 degrees yeah Really? Yeah, it's only fourteen degrees. It looks steeper than it is, but maybe I'm adding. Yeah, maybe I'm adding two feet to the end, which will bring yeah. it down to ten degrees, which is going to be like a lot safer to pull up. You Dude, know, I don't know that tilt trailer that you came out with was at least ten degrees. That thing was up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess.
2: Yeah, thing. <laughs> something about that tra- Oh God! Listen, it's going to be fine. Yeah. That guy well, was pulling his
1: bobcat on that thing.
2: You all forget how dangerous this really is. This stuff because so, I'm serious though. We get so used to moving I all know. these big things. And like, wait a second. Like, we're lifting something that weighs as much as a, a car up in the air. <laughs> some, some, well, we're depending on some Chinese With the guys.
0: Well,
2: they probably well. You know when you see the Chinese guys on Instagram, they have a wine bottle in front of their eyes. That's <laughs> probably who welded <laughs> your engine crane. <laughs> 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 you're lifting. You know your life. You're underneath it. Like Chris Cash text
1: me today he's like hey i have to he bought a power hammer in upstate new york and uh the guy has no way to lift it he goes hey how can i lift this power hammer i go how much is it weigh? he goes 2200 pounds i go engine crane all day oh, he's like God. wait really i'm like yeah man that's how much my iron worker weighed and i end i picked the iron worker up with that what else have i picked up with that stupid thing i picked up all sorts of stuff that weighed yeah. over 2000 pounds with that thing
2: that I stupid so thing fun. comes
0: out rattling those wheels. <laughs> like it's just Chris, the worst. Chris Cash, right? I just listened to that interview with Jeff. Oh, so good. So Dude, just totally ruined it for me. Though. <laughs> I'm, like thinking Chris Cash is like this southern dude that like grew up barefoot on a river, like <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> fishing for uh, catfish and shit like that. That motherfucker's been all over the world, just like the kid's never had time. To yeah, he's from to South watch. Korea. He's from everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> he's, <laughs> fucking a,
1: Jesus he's a North Korean plant.
0: Yeah, it's like oh my god, the dude's Isn't that like crazy. It's, it's it's not. It was so scary.
2: interesting. I never would have thought that.
0: I wonder why he's crazy. No, but seriously, it's like I'm thinking like this kid's I've been running around like like hunting and like just enjoying his life, like you know, growing up, just doing that thing. What do they call it with the uh, cat? Noodling. Looks like a noodler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gonna get—he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna, gonna get mad. No, but I was jealous. I'm fucking. Oh up. yeah. I'm thinking this kid lived the life of Riley, like just living the dream, like yeah. and just, yeah, just like a good old Southern boy, you know. And uh, I'm like, holy shit!
2: It just—I not uh, think he'd be great. living in Germany and South Korea. Right? Yeah, 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 almost as exciting
0: as Brett. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Fine.
1: Well Chris never went to the uh the uh yeah. the porn awards.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think he acted in a couple but he could have. He is Johnny
1: Cash's cousin, so I think Brett did. Right? I think uh Chris is Johnny Cash's cousin,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. No, it was really, really it was a it was a great like uh interview type thing. It was just really just not what I expected though. It just um you know, it's
1: good yeah no it was it was really it was really great I was actually I got to see Jeff uh, last weekend and I was telling him how how good of an episode it was and how great they've all been like kind of developing do you know that uh and I Jeff Jeff might be upset because I'm spilling his his dirty laundry you know when he records his podcast
2: he pulls his car into his shop and sits in his car oh, that's and what he records. Told he was giving me tips on how to make ours better and he uh-huh. said he told me that he's like it's way better audio there's yeah. no echo yeah. shop-
0: Jeff, I might be the clicker.
2: I'm sorry. I think I am too. Like I yeah. just
0: by accident shot
2: mm-hmm. the cap off of a sharpie, and I'm like, oh shoot, Jeff's <laughs> gonna be pissed.
0: I'm, I'm gluing little pieces of leather together, making letters. <laughs> I'm not like, doing that. I, I, just, I just. Are you wait? Up. Are you
1: repainting the trophy? Is that what you're up to right now love, while we're on the episode?
0: No, I, I just. video. <laughs> I can't sit still. Look at. I just made like a little S out of this piece of leather. Nice. Very or, good. Uh, you know, I don't know, but. I'm sorry. I, I just think it's amazing people can hear stuff like that. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: I was on the phone with him.
1: That's because they're not listening enough to what we're actually talking goes, about because it's so boring. He
2: goes, <laughs> he goes, somebody cracked open three soda cans. I'm like, <laughs> how do you know Like that specific? Like He's writing notes while he's listening did, to he our t- episode. He goes, yeah, he's like, someone in the other episode I, cracked open three soda cans. I'm like, oh, my God.
0: I think it was Coca-Cola. Yeah,
2: it sounded like a Sprite. (laughs) (laughs) It was
0: definitely Dr. Pepper. Two Sprites and a Mountain Dew. Yeah, I don't Uh, know. I don't drink soda, so so it wasn't me. So,
1: So, Paul, what have you been watching as we close this one out? Because I've got a tight deadline for the rest of my day, and we've been at this for 56 minutes. We've announced our winner. We've talked about what we're doing. Give me something good for the watch I list this week. I don't have a great watch list. I
2: have a good story that I've been okay. wanting to tell. To get ha- it out. Let's get the story out then. All uh, right, this is this, is, this is a, a ridiculous story. What?
0: Didn't you have something you had to tell? Not the life... The coach
2: no, this coach. is it. This is a college. This is a Parsons School of Design special. Oh, boy. This goes back to No motorcycles
0: my... and
1: wakeboards in this
0: Dude,
2: one. Dude, I've been watching motorcycles. Uh, there's more motorcycles coming, but... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm been scouring the Harley dealerships across Connecticut. Um, it's, my parents it's are gonna almost kill time me. to buy because the winter's coming. They That's gotta get what I that. said. I said this. They got to get the new stuff in for the new season. But so, anyways, some people don't might not know. I went to Parsons School of Design in New York City um, for a year, and I hated it because it sucked. Um, but it was like, listen, I'm pretty liberal-ish, you know. They made me look like, you know, a neo-Nazi. I know. Like, and I'm you look pretty like liberal. an altar
1: boy like, when you go to art school. Like
2: the way they were so liberal like and this listen, they could, that's totally fine. Like I don't care. They could do whatever they want, but it was so crazy liberal. It was funny. But I had this one drawing class and my parents are going to know about this story. This is one of the funniest. I had this drawing class and Chris, you went to art school, right? Yep. Did you have to do the nude drawing? Well,
0: because I didn't have to
2: models. Well, I did. How did it go for you? Week. It was okay. So I'll start with day one. The teacher. Oh, the week like before the teacher. Chair. What's that? Be like a hot chick? Well, I wish. A, I wish. It was this a is fat fat what I'm. Dude. This is what I'm getting at. So the wow. week before, the teacher goes, "Class, you know, we're going to be next week. We're going to do our our nude modeling portrait week. Um, we're going to have five different <laughs> models come in, one every day." And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to drop out of the class. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I school. could do this. What's that? I want to go to art school. No, not this one. Oh, okay. Um, but, I, but I was also kind of like, huh, I wonder if it's going to be like some, you know, it's New York City. Like there's a lot of models walking around. I'm like, so yeah. it can't be that bad, right? There's going to be some like hot models coming in. Nope. <laughs> nope. No. The first lady, what, I mean, she was very professional, had a robe, had a little slippers on, you know. But just came in and busted it right off. Like took the threw the robe off and just instantly starts doing poses. Like just
0: Well aren't they supposed to just do one pose? No, and not move lots for two of different hours poses.
2: Lots of different poses. So
1: this is like rapid fight. So you're at a strip club.
2: Busted ba- well, listen, wait when the strip girl comes in. <laughs> the first girl is pretty, I mean, as good as she could be, right? The second girl. I'm, this is just observations, just description. She was thick with three C's. Like thick. <laughs> with three C's. Oh, there's like, the title of the episode. Did she look like, this is so bad, I'm gonna get in trouble. Did she look like Lizzo? Yeah, she did look like Lizzo. <laughs> but the poses she was doing, and this, just, listen, I have no problem with that, but the poses she was doing were so outrageous. Like splits, like bending over. It was Derek. I swear to God, I was hiding. How many people in a class? Dude, like 25 people. And they were all (laughs) so into it. Like, so into it. They were asking her to do different poses. Like, they were like, oh, can you like twist more? And she's like, yeah, no problem. I'm like hiding behind my canvas. Like, and and my teacher's like looking at the drawing and she's like, you know, Paul, it doesn't really, you know, you're not capturing her feet. I'm like, listen, lady, I'm not even looking at her. I'm just guessing. <laughs> the next day, the first male model comes in. Oh. oh. In, in his hand is a space heater. I'm not making this up. He comes walking <laughs> in no robe. He's just got jeans on and a T-shirt. He's is got a space really heater cold? in the other hand. He sits on this. He takes his clothes off. He takes his undies off. He throws <laughs> the undies right on the, on a stool. sits on them, and he's got the space heater pointing straight at his balls. <laughs> he's his, his he's <laughs> Sitting there with his, his three piece set and the space heater pointed right at his balls, and he's just sitting. They sat there for an hour with the space heater running, and I'm I have to draw this guy. What?
0: Why the space heater?
2: Because he was. didn't well, want shrinkage. You didn't want oh. shrinkage?
0: She didn't want any shrinkage. You wanted it to be seen yeah. in the right light. You got a fluffa.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then I think the fourth oh day something god. happened. I don't know what the fourth model what, was. The fourth day, he burned himself on the space heater. No, he left the four, I don't know what happened the fourth day. The fifth oh day. Oh my god! In walks a seventy-eight, oh a seventy-eight-year-old woman. What, <laughs> dude? I hate me like one of your French girls. Dude, I was like calling her I'm like, mom, I'm leaving. I'm not doing the class. I'm leaving. My teacher, thank God. And I liked her. She was nice. She goes, you know, she sees the situation. She sees the lady. The lady's like ready to go. And she goes, you know what class? I think, thank God for her. I love her. She goes, thank, uh, she goes, I think we're just going to do portraits today. We're just going to focus on the face. And the lady was kind of like disappointed. She's like, I wanted to take my clothes off. Oh, that, wow. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't girl, know that girl. was really a thing. So dude, it's funny dude, because total show. First of all, I'm underage because I'm young. I was only <laughs> seventeen, so I might sue the school. Yeah. For... So
1: everyone wonders how Paul Pinto went from working in his garage to having a twelve and a half thousand square foot shop. It's because the lawsuit for his uh, the violation wow. of his eyeballs finally That's came it, through. Yeah,
0: I sued the school. It's funny. I didn't know art schools were so liberal. So that would explain. Well,
2: I, will. I tell you how liberal <laughs> this school was. I walked by a room and it had a piece of paper on the door and it said communism club. That's how liberal this school nice. was. Nice. Oh, Jesus. Like, I was not expecting this school at all. Like, it, if, it's supposed to be the third, like, best art school in the world. Like, super prestigious, like, super yeah. hard to get into. And I show up, I'm like, what the hell is going on in this place? Oh, I was in yeah. one class with um, David Beckham's son.
1: Yeah, nice Brooklyn. Boy.
2: And I'd see him, I followed him on Instagram. I always tell people this story. I would see him on his Instagram at eight o'clock, like on a Tuesday night in like LA, like at a restaurant, in LA, I'd come in at 8 AM the next morning. He'd be sitting there in class. He must've just taken like a private jet, yeah, he like flies out to night. LA he just flies in. And yeah, it was crazy.
1: Yeah, flies in and out. It was nuts. There, there was a, uh, there was, I, so uh, obviously I went to art school too. And, uh, I don't, I don't have a
0: nude portrait.
2: Your art school, my school was different. I I wanted to go to RISD, and I was on a. Oh, uh, dude! I went. I toured there, and I was well, with Woody Allen. Sorry to interrupt. I was in the tour group with Woody Allen, his wife slash daughter, and their oh, daughter. Man. These art schools are freak shows, dude. I walked
1: through uh, RISD, and we went into one of those rooms that had like the drawing horses. And they were like, oh, well, that's your first year, you know, to really establish the foundation of, you know, traditional art, you'll spend 12 hours straight just drawing portraits and drawing nudes and drawing still lifes in this room with this beautiful natural light. And, you know, and it showed all the drawing horses, which is kind of looks like a shave horse, it's like this wooden, like looks like a torture device. Yeah. And I turn and look at my mom, I go, I ain't going here. No, that's I what like, I said to my not mom. I'm doing that. I I was like, I I never looked at art as something that needed to be so like regimented and rigid that like your first year they have to break you of all your, like, you know, everything you know, they would always say everything you know about art, we'll we'll teach you the right way. It's like, they're not supposed to be a right way. That's the point, you know? So the school I went to let you do whatever the hell you wanted, which I'm a self-motivated person, but I would say 60% of the kids there needed something to be more needed it to be more structured and they Mm -hmm. needed more of someone to say, you got to sit here and draw for the next 10 hours. Otherwise you're getting kicked out. So half the kids didn't do a damn thing. But uh, one of the kids I never forget because every like month there'd be another ambulance at the school because somebody would go over the top and crazy. <laughs> this kid was in a performance art class and his girlfriend had just left him, so he sliced his arm. He broke a bottle on the ground, then sliced his arm over with the bottle and wrote her name in blood on the wall. That, and wait, was it beautiful? People what? were like no, crying. No, forget it was that. They it was thought like, that is so powerful. Yeah, you got to put him in an institution. And then I think this is the same kid, if I remember correctly. He was like, uh, his father was like, like the like the U.S. diplomat to like Spain or something like that. He was like, I had heard he 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 dressed like he got pulled out of a dumpster, but I remember hearing stories about how it was all an act yeah. because he his parents had a house on the North Shore in Massachusetts that was apparently like a palace like gates and square hedges and beautiful. um, He climbed on the roof of like the utility shed and like said this grand monologue and then on his way off fell and fractured his like femur. And literally they were applauding him. I swear to God, they were applauding him on his way out in the stretcher, applauding him.
0: Oh, that's mental
1: illness. I was like, I I, I was like, I'm going back to the wood
0: shop. I can't What are you major in, like in art school? Like what did you what did you art?
2: I, 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 I have industrial I, design.
1: Yeah, I got a bachelor's of fine art. I was gonna get a minor in uh in mechanical engineering, but I didn't want to be in school any longer than I had to. So I just uh I did my major my, my degree is just in bachelor's of fine art with a focus on sculpture. So that's where I learned how to weld and uh learn that nobody knows how to do anything and that you can make a shitload of money if you can just be around people that need stuff built that they can't build themselves.
2: I had to yeah. teach the instructor in my in the metal shop at Parsons how to use <laughs> one of the uh, tools.
1: That's yeah. hysterical what the hell it was.
2: I had a teacher uh,
1: his name was Ken Ruby. I don't know if I don't know if he's still alive. He was like uh he was a very interesting uh, I don't know how we got to talking about art school, but he was a very interesting guy. He was a Vietnam veteran and he looked like the guy from Full Metal Jacket, like, very, like, stern, serious face, high and tight, like, square-jawed American, you know, like, deep voice, very straightforward, but he was a very well-known sculptor in Boston, and he was, you know, with that whole appearance, he also obviously appreciated and was tolerant to what comes with being a teacher in an art school and all the craziness and that, you know, and what he said in one of his classes, he said, listen, the only way you're going to make it as an artist is you either need to have enough money to pay somebody to make whatever you can think up, or you have to be good enough at making things to make all the stuff that you're going to think up. Otherwise, this is a waste of time if you're going to try to be a sculpture sculptor. And, um, because so many kids would have these grand ideas and then they, you know, put a hammer, you know, put a nail through a piece of wood, it was split, and then they'd give up, you
2: know, because they were totally useless. Yeah, that's what I kind of observed is, like, 99% of the kids, like, didn't have a clue, like, when it came to making anything. It was was really weird. A lot of the kids, I felt, were just, like, wealthy kids. A lot of the kids were wealthy Mm -hmm. kids from L.A., that wanted to come to New York City, like for fun and like walk around and like pretend they were fashion designers. Mm-hmm. Like that's what most of it was. There was a couple kids that were like really talented. But other than that, it was just, like, I don't know. I'm sure it's great. It's a great school for the right person. It, I, I did not. I think that's really the
1: big thing with art school is that you have to be the right person to go there. Otherwise, you
2: probably just waste your time. Yeah. I mean, I'd still be there right now and none of this would have any of this would happen. I wouldn't know you guys. I wouldn't have this anything. I'd still be in school, like making stuff out of cardboard. That was the other thing. I showed up to like one of the classes with space and materiality taught by this crazy old lady who I used to get in fights with over things. And she just hand us like cardboard and like string. I'm like, listen, lady, I- I'm not in kindergarten right now. Like I need something a little more substantial than than this than a glue stick and cardboard a little more right i don't know <laughs> that's
1: hysterical right? uh,
2: so uh, paul what are you watching we got your story but now tell us what you're watching i was just <laughs> i've been watching uh, harley davidson videos and there's this one guy jesse james you're jesse james now no i'd like <laughs> to be but I've been watching this one guy, Matt Laidlaw. He, he owns or his family owns like a huge Harley Davidson dealership, I think, in Los Angeles. And he just goes through all the different bikes. And I've just been looking at all the different ones trying to figure out. So it's my next move. Oh, well, it started already. Oh, boy. Uh, that little Honda monkey, you know, Yeah. it's going to get me into some trouble. <laughs> I started trouble. with
1: the mopeds and now I just moved two of my motorcycles today because they were
2: in the way. I put, like, 350 – I just hit 350 miles on the on the monkey. Nice. I took it out today. I did, like, the 25 monkey. miles. Went down by the beach. Nice,
1: dude. You yeah. got to take the, the monkey to the wakeboarding contest. And, Derek, yeah. you're uh, you're going to stick with your uh, Brian Ult- Ultrog?
0: No, no, no. I can uh, – tell us who you're watching. Who are you watching? Oh, who am I watching? You no, know, who – no, actually, you know who I'm going to mention is – um. I can't think of his name. Hold on, I'm finding it right now. Um, Somebody had recommended that I say this guy, and I can't believe I can't think of his name. Um, It's like, it reminds me of like Chappelle. I don't know if we mentioned him. It's like Alex, Alexander or something. Hold on. Go ahead, tell me who you're watching.
1: Well, I watched this video. Um, I sent it to you guys Uh, it's this wooden supercar that's like made completely out of wood oh I saw you sent it's that to splinter. me Splinter. it looks like, I don't know, it's wild um, it was just interesting, it's a little five minute video um, it's on one of those stupid like I'm not stupid, but it's on one of those like car YouTubes, you know they Uh-oh. just talk about different cars, but uh, I'd like to learn more about it um,
0: yeah that was um, um, well that's about it yeah, that was a pretty cool video. I, I saw that and I watched it. It was uh, pretty amazing. This guy, Alexander Chappelle. He's the one who did the 3D camera arm, $10,000 camera arm. This guy here. How do you spell his name? It's uh, like Dave C- Chappelle. Yeah, C H A P P E L, his last name. Ah,
1: uh, oh, yeah, the 3D printed camera arm. I saw that.
0: Yeah, he's got a, a a really good channel. He I don't know how long he's had it. Let me see how long his videos. Uh, how long he's been doing very nice, very before. clean. But, um, yeah, he's. he's oh, he's
1: he's like hitting that. the algorithm with the stupid faces in the uh, stupid faces in the in the thumbnails. That's the uh, new thing. Yeah, you everybody's gotta have a person, got, right? Everybody's got to have like the stupid face in the thumbnail. It's so funny because I was watching uh, John Malecki's one of John Maleky's videos and he's been <laughs> every one of his videos, every one of his projects for the last like six months, the thumbnail has been him go like with his mouth open and his eyes kind of like bulging. And, uh, somebody commented on it and was like, you know, John, I came to your channel because I enjoyed your builds. But now every time I see a thumbnail of you making a stupid face, I just don't even want to watch the video. <laughs> and, and, and Malecki responded. He was like, listen,
2: man, I'm just trying to make a living cuz yeah. I, yeah, I i understand what he's trying to do. It just yeah. sucks that that's what you have to do. Yeah. To oh god, yeah. Look. Oh, Jesus Derek. Christ, I'm, I'm Arrow, thinking- it's always like arrows yeah. and like yeah. circles and mm-hmm. faces. It's yeah. like YouTube really is ruining itself by mm-hmm. by doing all this stuff. They're losing a lot of the I'm
0: going through it and it is. Wow. Every every one sucks.
1: of John's videos from the last 7 months, he's in the thumbnail. Yeah um but i mean listen if it helps you get more views yeah, then you yeah. might as well do it
2: I who cares yeah but it shouldn't um, it shouldn't matter that you're in the thumbnail right i know yeah uh, this
0: one from last year sam was in it, he it.
2: all this this <laughs> ai stuff and all this manipulation is getting me nervous uh,
1: i haven't put out a video in a month which is the longest i think i've ever gone without putting out a video but i have like five halfway through being edited so i have to uh get on it but uh but yeah, no it's uh it's good. So this was episode 13. Episode 14 is going to be even better because mm-hmm. I think we're going to do another giveaway for episode 14. Who knows if we'll even do it. But uh that person whose account I said before, who I or I can't remember, that guy, he won <laughs> um follow us on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Uh this has been it's been a wonderful day. It's been a wonderful day here at Make Everything. Yes. Yes. Did you guys have a great day today?
0: I, I had, had a day. wonderful day at work again. Great. For day. Day.
1: So. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, we can all get together and do a live episode soon. That'd be fun. That wow. would be fun. This, this Sometime is, in this 2021.
0: Is, this is Paul's favorite part of the episode. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> Paul,
2: you have to sign yourself out. Yeah. yeah. I'm from Alden. <laughs> I'm Chris Epp from Make Everything. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Paul Pinto from
1: FairfieldSteelWorks.com.
2: I like Paul how Pinto you say, Jr. I was telling Derek, I like how you say you're Chris uh, Chris Zepp from Make Everything. Every that's time right. you introduce it's yourself, in case you right. don't know.
1: Listen, <laughs> you got to know. you. Uh, I love it. Constant branding. I love the happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Sunday. If I get the day wrong, I get like 40 messages of people uh, being like,
0: "Ah, oh, you screwed me all up. I love when I see that and I'm like eventually I click through it and you correct yourself. It's like eh, what do you gotta
1: do? I don't even know what day of the week it is most of the time.
0: No.
1: I know that it's Sunday because oh, I got a busy I got a busy week. We're still recording. We're still going. All right. All right. Thanks everybody, bye, everybody for bye. listening. We'll see you next week. If you uh, if you haven't already, go check out the other shows on the Makery Network. Go listen to Jeff Fader's show. Go listen to our friend Jimmy, Eric, and Andrew's show. The fits all. They're, they're not on the network. Go listen to Making It. Listen to everything. Watch the video. Subscribe to the Instagram. Follow Derek on YouTube. Watch his birdhouse video. Yeah.
0: Are we close
2: to half a mil? Getting there. Oh,
0: uh, we got to be there. Hold on. Uh, hold on. We're not, we're not there. No. I checked yesterday. You you were uh, almost there. Two episodes ago. I, I know. I know. The Russians stopped watching. Four hundred
1: ninety six thousand eight hundred eleven oh views. God. If oh and oh, look at that. The first shot in the video. You have my shirt on. I even realized that.
0: I tried. That's why I'm getting all the
1: views. Oh, that must be why. You're Derek from Alden from Make Everything.
0: It's Russian collusion. That's
1: right. I'm going to steal the election. All right. That's it. <laughs>
0: Don't you. get waterboarded. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye.